0: right now get up to 60 percent off your babel subscription at com slash blue wire that's 60 percent off at com slash blue wire spelled b-a-b-b-e-l dot com slash blue wire rules and
1: restrictions apply do you ever feel like you're always on what do you do when you need a moment to chill how do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time with working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues and the expectation to always be on 24/7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly.
2: Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for May 25th, 2021. A day after his inspiring game-tying homer was immediately negated by uninspiring bullpen work, Andrew Vaughn got a chance to steal the spotlight for good against the Cardinals on Monday night. With the White Sox trailing 1-0 in the bottom of the sixth, Vaughn roped a two-run homer that gave the White Sox a lead they would preserve this time. Thanks to seven strong innings from Lance Lynn and a few insurance runs off the wobbly part of the St. Louis bullpen, the White Sox snapped their season-long three-game losing streak with a 5-1 victory over the Cardinals. The game was played in front of 14,629 fans, and the first game since Chicago raised capacities at its sporting venues to 60%. Despite facing a lefty in Kwong Yun Kim, the White Sox offense was held scoreless through five innings for the fourth consecutive game. You can blame Dylan Carlson for some of that, as he made a fantastic sliding catch on a Yohan Mankata liner that took a run off the board in the third inning, but the rest was more the result of mediocre contact. Fortunately, the Cardinals did the Sox a solid in the sixth, Kim opened the inning with a Jose Abreu flyout, then came back after a Yermin Mercedes single to strike out Yasmani Grandal. Up strolled Vaughn, who had one of the better swings against Kim on the evening with a second inning double. Out came manager Mike Schilt, but after a conference, he left Kim in the game. Vaughn wasted no time proving the move unwise as he waited back in a 2-0 changeup and golfed it into the White Sox bullpen for a 2-1 Chicago lead. Kim then plunked Leary Garcia to prompt the pitching change, but Daniel Ponce de Leon came in and immediately plunked Nick Madrigal, and Tim Anderson drove them both in with a double into the right field corner. Anderson was nabbed a third when Yadier Molina redirected the throw home that way, but the White Sox didn't need the extra run. That said, the White Sox still scored that extra run an inning later on a Mercedes sacrifice fly. Michael Kopech came in and played the role of one-man bullpen, posting a pair of zeros in the last two innings to preserve the margin. He also preserved a win for Lance Lynn, whose evening could best be described as Lance Lynn in start form. It wasn't visually impressive, and Lynn wasn't happy himself when he issued the occasional walk, but he carried a no-hitter into the sixth inning and ended up throwing seven innings of one-run ball. He improved to 5-1 in the season and lowered his ERA to 1.51, so he's been holding up his end of the trade thus far. Lynn allowed four base runners before his first hit, an HBP in three walks, including one to Tommy Edmond to start the sixth. Edmund stole second, took third in a flyout, then scored, and Paul Goldschmidt's line drive got through Tim Anderson. Anderson reacted as though the ball was hit far
0: harder than it was, and the line drive backed up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: For some reason, it was called a hit, and that's what ended Lynn's bid. Molina then made it academic with a palpable hit with two outs, but Lynn stranded the runners. Lin then came back out to throw a scoreless seventh, allowing a one-out single to Edmundo Sosa, before Grandal cut him down for a second-caught stealing in as many games. The White Sox improved to 27-19 on the season, while the first-place Cardinals fell to 26-19. The two teams will be back at it tonight, and it'll be the highly anticipated matchup of high school teammates when Lucas Ciolito squares off against fellow Harvard Westlake Wolverine Jack Flaherty. The Sox are catching Flaherty at the top of his game, as he's 8-0 over 9 starts with a 2.53 ERA. He's benefited from plenty of run support, as the Cardinals have scored at least 7 runs for him 6 times. Giolito isn't where he wants to be as he enters the game 3-4 with a 4.35 ERA. That said, if he pitches like he did against the Twins' his last time out, Flaherty won't have the cushion to which he may be accustomed. Calling balls and strikes for Flaherty and Giolito will be Joe West, who is set to break Bill Clem's record when he umpires for his 5,376th game. He's supposed to have more than 100 friends and family in attendance for it, and who knows, maybe Hawk Harrelson will be one of them. First pitch is at 7:10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Around the league, the White Sox gained no ground on Cleveland because Jordan Luplo made a diving catch with the bases loaded in two outs in the bottom of the ninth to preserve the Clevelanders' 6-5 victory over Detroit so they remain one and a half games back. The twins returned from a rain delay to post six runs in the eighth to pull away from Baltimore, eight to three. Minnesota pulled into a tie with Detroit for fourth slash last place at 18 and 29, nine and a half games back of the Sox. Elsewhere, on the subject of pulling away late, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Toronto Blue Jays in 11 innings by the improbable score of 14 to eight. The Rays and Jays traded duels in the 10th, but the Rays exploded for seventh in the 11th, and that's a lot harder to answer. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. continued his amazing breakout season with his 14th and 15th homers. The Padres' nine-game winning streak came to a halt in their 5-3 loss to Milwaukee. The shorthanded Mets got a much-needed homer from a first baseman named James McCann, but lost to the Rockies 3-2, and the Marlins climbed in front of the Phillies in the NL East by a half-game with a 9-6 win. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake-Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, and I think some mock drafts unless I have a better idea later in the morning. If this is your first time listening to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it wherever podcasts are found. And if you want to support what we're doing, you can do so at patreon.com slash where you can access an ad-free version of the site and show starting at $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis.